Because I don't want to be stuck wearing my old, outdated glasses. Because I want to wake up and just be able to see. Because enough is enough. At the Eye Center, we've heard it all. All the reasons why it's time for LASIK. Over the past 30 years, the Eye Center has helped tens of thousands of people realize the freedom LASIK provides. Now is the time for LASIK. With 20% off for a limited time with one of Northern Virginia's leading surgeons. Plus, get an additional $800 off when you schedule within 30 days. Register for your savings and schedule your free consultation now at theeyecenter.com. Some restrictions apply. Wow, this is weird. Mm, we've done this once before. Probably more than once, I think. Recording a podcast in the pod- in the podcast studio that started it all. Or really, the radio studio that started it all. Yeah, this I this is actually, I was just thinking about this. The studio we're in right now is the first place I ever met Fall Out Boy. Oh, yeah. I was sitting in this exact seat. So, quick uh, recap. So, we wanted to do the podcast from Norwegian's uh, Encore, the brand new ship that yep. we were able to be on last uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Unfortunately, technical things happened. It didn't work out. Technical um, things like us not bringing equipment and forgetting. Well, no, because we could have also, we were going to do it on our phones. But, but then it's garbage. It's just, it doesn't sound as good. And um, uploading it and doing things through that Wi-Fi specifically, it just, right. it just takes and forever. To be honest, we needed a very serious mental break from anything work-related. Well, there's that too. Um, but now... We're going to basically like split the Fridays and do our Thanksgiving Eve podcast, which mm-hmm. I think has kind of become a tradition for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're doing it from the old Elvis Duran and the Morning Show studio here in New York yes. on Wednesday. So this is the first time that I was ever in a studio with any of the crazies from Elvis Duran and the Morning Show was this room. Same. And the first time we ever did our podcast was this room. Yeah. The time that we found out we'd be interviewing for a job to go to Seattle was in this room. Was in this room. I when I found out that I got the job with Elvis Duran in the morning show, I was still interning. I was in this room when Lauren and David Brody pulled me aside and they were like, We want you to know you got the job. This is also the room, and this is one of the conversations that I remember um the most was it was the room where once we found out we were most likely going to be moving to Seattle. I think everything was done except for maybe the paperwork. What? I don't remember that conversation. Elvis pulled us in here. Yes, I do remember this. And uh, told us that he was jealous of the trip we were about to embark on, the journey we were about to embark on. Not because Elvis wanted to go to Seattle. No. Um, But there is, and now it makes so much more sense that I've done it a handful of times, more times than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a special feeling and a special energy when we launched the first version of our morning show. Yeah. Um, and we got to do that on power. Then we got to do it on cube and then we got to do it on kiss and then we got to do it on kiss again, again. but nothing really matches the nervousness and the first energy of that first show just, that we I'm got just to leave launch. It here. Yeah. And now it, it makes so much sense because I'm picturing it because yeah, Elvis. Yeah, he was standing, I know, yeah. He had his, his butt kind of leaned up against the window that we goes were, from this studio to the other one. And we were both over there. Yeah, we were both standing. And, and I know that visually this might not be helping a lot, but we were standing where I am sitting right now facing him. But do you remember what also happened in that conversation? I started crying and he was like, yeah. why are you crying? And I was like, because I'm going to miss my dog, Romeo, and it's not like my parents where I can get on the phone and I'm like, I'm fine. I'm here. He's going to think I just abandoned him. And then he put me on the air to talk about it. And I started crying on the air and everyone was crying and it was just floodgates. It was it was great. And I think 
You know, I, I read this in Charlemagne's book because I'm also reading Elvis's book now. I read it I on the train. I finished it. Um, apparently, we get a shout out. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. I can't wait to get to that part. But um, I was reading Charlemagne's book at one point, and he said something about every now and then you have to go back to the place where it all started, wherever you feel like home is. Right. To be grounded, to remind yourself that things are going to be okay. And I think between being at my parents' house, which is the house that I mainly grew up in my Mm -hmm. whole life Mm -hmm. uh, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and then being here, I think you get a sense, and especially on Thanksgiving, of what you've been able to do, the fortunate circumstances that you have, and I'm just thankful for every every person that's because we got to walk around this building and talk to Anita at the front desk, or She's talk to our engineers um, between Raj and George and Jeff and Josh and people who and Wes and people who you may not know by name. But this is like a it's it's like going back to high school. Yeah. I say that all the time, and I don't and I don't mean it in that sense of like. You know, everyone looks at high school like, oh, high school. It's like the yeah, place where- Yeah, get bullied you, here. No, well, not a lot. The place where you know everybody. The place where it's like cheers. Like, you know everyone there. And everyone has their story and how mm-hmm. you met them. And I mean, I spent six years here. You, Anthony, spent longer. Like, I spent nine. You have a relationship with all of these people. And they, they've seen me since I was a kid in college. Before, no, I could drink when everyone met me. But just- you know, we've. Grown I actually up. started in in radio at 20 years old, so crazy. legally I wasn't allowed yeah, to drink. Yeah, but like a lot of them were like, "You bought a house," and I'm like, yeah. "I know, crazy, right?" Yeah, you went from dirt foot slut to the girl that bought a house. <laughs> I know. I was telling Scary, I was like, "Scary, I'm like the responsible one on our morning show," and he was like, "What?" Yeah, I said, "Yeah." He's like, "You're not, you're not the hot mess." I was like, "I mean, I am, but like I'm also growing up." And it's obviously we've talked about that on this podcast a lot, but it's kind of crazy. I think, but it is cool bringing it back here, bringing it back to the place where all of this started. At least, I mean, technically, yeah, I started with uh, one of one of the can't talk one oh three five KTU beat of New York, the beat of New York. But in terms of an on air life, that all started here and mainly in this studio mm-hmm. with Elvis, yeah. and then later down the line with Carla Marie. Aww. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, but Thanksgiving is upon us. Obviously, there's a couple things we have to talk about. First, I think we should go backwards. Okay. And talk about the cruise. Amazing. Norwegian Encore. We had a freaking blast. We obviously had the big, the christening, which was crazy. It was like being at a TED Talk. Like it was such a it to was do nuts. in the coolest way well, there ever. There were three CEOs that t- that went up there and started it, talking. It, it, all the things. Um, obviously, Elvis Ren in the morning show was up there on the stage, which was super cool. We got to see our fam from the show. They put us on the air. It was a lot of fun. What I love seeing is because you see people like Elvis and you see people like Froggy, and the morning show is everyone's natural habitat, right? That's where everyone's comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's where you can let whatever words you want fly, and for the most part, you're not going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved seeing Elvis on stage at more of a formal event and then seeing Froggy, because Froggy's not someone who normally gets to do that stuff with Elvis. Right. It was cool. And seeing Froggy up there in his, his little suit, looking all professional. And they had, like, tan microphones that you would literally have. It was like a TED Talk, like, on yeah. their ears. Like, it was it was so funny to see them in that element. But, yeah, it was. Teleprompters. It was Yeah. It was really cool. And then 
obviously the ship set sail, but then all of them had to leave because they they just weren't doing the mm-hmm. trip because they had to come back to New York or Miami, whatever. Well, Elvis had his book fair in Miami. Exactly. So we went on the trip for them, basically, and we brought our friends, Becca and Steve, and had the best time. We had sun, yeah. which was great. It was warm on our bodies. So someone <laughs> had uh, messaged me on Instagram, and I'm forgetting the, the handle right now, but... They asked whether, because they're going to book a trip specifically on Norwegian because they Hell saw yeah. our journeys. The question I want to pose this to you, Carly Marie, before I tell you what my answer was. Would you suggest the Alaska cruise on the Joy or the Bliss or the Bahamas Caribbean type cruise on the Encore? All of oh. Norwegian, by the way. And okay. they, don't, they don't pay us directly, but they're no. basically part of the family. When are they, did they tell you when they wanted to They didn't the trip? yet. They just said, if you had to choose one, what would you suggest? I want to do it with my family. I would suggest Alaska. Why? Because, I, and I don't know if they're going to say in three years, I'm going to go on another Norwegian. Yeah. If this is their only one, I would say because. Well, if you have the money to do both, do both. Do both. <laughs> you get the beach wherever you live for the most part. Say that person lives in New Jersey. Now, granted, New Jersey beaches are not the Bahamas. It's not the same views. The water's not that blue. Yeah, what's the the island that we got to go to? Uh, Great Stirrup Cay. Great Stirrup Cay. However, you do not get glaciers here. You do not get to see polar bears, whales, all of that stuff. And how often are you going to go on vacation to Alaska? Yeah. You're not. So take that trip now. Um... Before you never know, I'm sure they'll change the roots of the trip, and you want to go on the Bliss, obviously, if you can, because that's Elvis's. Yeah, the joy is equally amazing. But if you want to see something you've never seen before, go to Alaska and do it June or July. Yeah. What did you say? Well, I said, I kind of said something similar. I said I desperately needed the sun. Correct. For this trip, I def I desperately needed a, a break to not be active. Yeah, I was gonna say not be active. I think Alaska, because, and you, you brought this up kind of, how many times are you going to find yourself in that corner of the world? You're not. And um, you'll get to go to Seattle. And you get, yeah, you stop in Seattle, whatever. I think with the way kind of wedding culture is going, a lot of people have like destination weddings. Mm-hmm. So you could end up for three days enjoying yourself with your family and friends in the Bahamas or right. Mexico or whatever. But no one's having a destination, not many people at least, are having destination weddings in Alaska. But what I loved about Alaska was, because the cruise the cruise experience itself, very similar in terms of like the ship and stuff like that, right? Like the things that are available on the ship. But the offshore excursions, like when you go out and we got to take the seaplane, the plane that lands in the water from the, uh, Over the duck Misty Fjord. Right, DuckTales? Tailspin. Yeah. Tailspin. Um, when you get to get up in that plane and fly over this untouched Alaskan landscape, you realize, first off, how small we actually are mm-hmm. in this world. And then when you land in the middle of the fjord, yeah, which I need, which is spelled with a J, fun F-J-O-R-D-S, fact. F-J-O-R-D-S, yep. fjords. Do you say it plural? Well, it's Misty Fjord. It's like saying a lake. You could have a lake or lakes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it is incredible. But speaking of Alaska, I am obsessed with this TV show that I just discovered, but it's like 12 seasons deep at this point. Is it the Disney Plus thing? 
Okay, so I found it. It's on National Geographic, but that's an option on Disney Plus, yeah. which I freaking love, and that's just all I've watched so far. Life Below Zero. It follows four different like families or people in different parts of Alaska, and I feel like Anthony when I talk about this because he loves nerd shows. And I love nerd, nerd shows. You have to watch this. And then these people don't know each other. They don't even have neighbors. Like they live in the middle of nowhere. This woman lives 500 miles away from her closest neighbor. But why? Why does she live there? Because she doesn't like people. And I'm like, sign me up. She's just like middle of nowhere. She has to get her gas flown in to be able to have heat. Um, she broke her arm, so she had to go get surgery like in in Maine town, Alaska. <laughs> Maine town. Uh, I think she was may have been in Juneau. I'm not sure. Okay, Juneau's the capital. So she had to live in a motel for three months and was like, I cannot wait to get back home. But she found out that bears had gone into her house. But turns out, <laughs> actually, people got into her house and lived there for a little bit and used her heat. So when she got back there, she had no heat. I mean, so people just, But if she lives 500 miles away from her neighbor, who found her Someone house? Someone flew and landed. They what? flew on an airplane and landed there. You so, had, that's how you land, right outside her house, because it's just a plane of snow. But how did this person know no one was living there? I don't know. This makes no sense to me. So someone is flying a plane and saw a house and was like, I'm going to live there. They may Even have said, though, I'm going to go look to see if there's what's going on here. Also, how much are planes in Alaska? Not a lot, I guess. Then this other guy, he's got all these dogs and he's got like 30 dogs and he realized he miscalculated his food for the winter. So he had to pay someone to fly in dog food to his place. Well, so he has to have all the dog food before the winter starts? Yeah, because the, then... Because there's a point where they can't cross the river because it's like not hard enough yet and okay. it's not flowy. So they have to wait. So he was in that waiting It's not period. quite hard, not quite soft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, then there's this it. other guy who is, he cracks me up, but he slightly scares me. He goes out, kills caribou, skins them, and then eats them. Kills, uh, oh, what are those birds called? They're little cute white birds. I was very sad when he killed the birds. Doves? No. Uh, Quails? Something with a T. Anyway. He, they all just eat off the land. Like, they don't eat store-bought food. They can't. It's not, no stores. Yeah. But he calls store food, store meat, government meat, and it cracks me up that he calls it government meat. Well, is it possible, is he possibly calling it government meat because maybe they have, like, food sent to them from the government? Because, like, if no, you live in Alaska, no, no, no. doesn't the government give you a $1,000 check every year, maybe, every month or something? Maybe, but he is referring to government. He's like, it doesn't taste the same as when I kill it myself. Like, I mean, that's fair. He's like, I don't eat government meat. And I was like, me neither anymore. That's it. I'm living off the land. Then the What final... land are you going to live off in Seattle, Washington? <sighs> I'll just eat vegan food. Okay, but that's you're still that's buying it somewhere. No, I just grow Where it. Where are you going to grow a garden? In my new house. But you don't have, a, you don't have I land. I just need a little food. <laughs> you don't have land. I have land on my roof. What are you going to do? Corn. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just going to eat corn all day. (laughs) So nutritious. Peppers, cucumbers. My parents did that behind our garage. My dog's buried back there. If they could do that, I could do this. Okay, but how many, because obviously if you're only going to eat off the land, you're someone who would probably want some sort of varied diet. What do you eat? Peppers your whole life? Peppers, cucumbers. I just told you that. Okay, so you have two. I can grow some quinoa. You do that. I don't know how you grow quinoa. Well, I can buy sorbet. There's no government quinoa. <laughs> anyway, the final family is a guy, white guy, who married into a Native American family, and it's bizarre just watching how they have to ice fish. And him and like him and the wife, like that's what they do. The kids go to school and they're like teenagers. Yeah. Him and the wife, like they're every day, and then they'll sell or trade the fish that they catch. Then he was catching uh, foxes. No, what are what are bad? Maybe little guys that would run around everywhere. 
Not squirrels, not foxes. Foxes? I don't know. You're the one who watches the show. There was something that was like abundant. And if you caught them and traded them in, killed them and like traded them into the town, you got money, like 40 bucks. What does the town do with them? Or is there just like an overpopulation of something? you Wait, know hold on. I want to find out about this animal. I don't know. I didn't get, like, then they, they I didn't see what happened. But you didn't see the animal? I didn't, I forget what it was. <laughs> then, What's the show called, by the way? Life Below Zero. On National Geographic, which you can get on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. And also, the, not paying for this. The main woman who's crazy, not crazy, she's wild. <laughs> I started following her on Twitter, and the show tweeted me back. So this is wild. She, like, is famous, I find this out. But anyway, when they kill their caribou, yeah, they use the, the hooves. As shoes, and they make mucklucks. Those is, those furry, furry boots. They make them. What is a muckluck? You go Google it. You can buy these boots, but they make them. Okay. And and he said like four and a half caribous. You can make like a pair of mucklucks. And I just like am. I want to go meet them and live with them for a week. Are caribou abundant? Like there's a lot of caribou. Mm-hmm. So when you move to Alaska, are you going to be able to kill yourself a caribou? Yeah, that. You can eat a fox. Um, <laughs> you can eat a fox? You can eat a fox. God, what are these birds called? Well, you haven't told me the little animal yet either. I think it's a fox. So if you kill a fox, the town pays you. But if you live 500 miles away from your neighbor, what kind of town are you live no, in? No, this guy, he took some, an art, like a... ATV. The guy who married into the Native American family, he kind of lives closer to civilization. You know what's funny? So, so you call them Native Americans. Yes. I think Native the Alaskan. Appropriate term, right. appropriate term is Native Alaskan. But then I started thinking this all came up because years ago, a listener or caller actually, not a listener, someone called into the show, used the term Eskimo brothers. Yep. And then on Facebook, we got some backlash from one woman and her family. Who said that that well, was a racist term? And she term. was not understanding. And she, Which, whatever. To the defense, we shouldn't have maybe used the term. However, we didn't though. She, she blamed us. She was saying that we were implying that Eskimo women were sluts. Yeah, that's or they're nothing promiscuous. to do with Eskimo women. Anyway, so I started doing my research. I'm like, let me see, make sure that this doesn't happen again. Let me see, see mm-hmm. you know, what is the proper term? Apparently, the term Eskimo, which for a long time people just assumed any native person in Alaska was an Eskimo. Untrue. Not true. There's there several, several tribes. Different tribes and whatnot. But then I found out that I think during the Obama administration, it then became like the appropriate term was Native Alaskan. Mm-hmm. Started thinking to myself, why does Alaska get to be the one? Yeah, why can't it be a Native Washingtonian? Because hypothetically, if you're tribes. in a Muckleshoot, if you're in the Muckleshoot tribe in Washington, then we should just be calling them instead of Native Americans, Native. Washingtonians. So, so why does Alaska? Why can't we just call Alaska? Don't like us. I learned that on the show. Oh, okay. They can never live in the lower fifty-eight. They said forty-eight. How many are we? They can never <laughs> live in the lower forty-eight. But I guess they could live in Hawaii. Well, they probably could. I don't know. That's How come we don't call indigenous Hawaiians Native Hawaiians? Do we call them Native Americans or Native Hawaiians? They're just Hawaiians. No, but anyone who lives in Hawaii can be a Hawaiian. Like I can I move don't, there. That's not true. That's not true. If I have a kid in Hawaii, they're Hawaiian. No. Just like I'm a New Jerseyan because Hawaii- I was born in New Jersey. I think that's wrong. Because Why? I think Hawaiian is more of a, it's a culture. It's a. But Hawaii is a state. But yeah, is it named after? Like, what are the different are there tribes? tribes? Yeah, in Hawaii. I'm I mean, sure there are native are people. I don't know anything about the native history there. We though. definitely have listeners who are in Hawaii and they can tell us. All right, email us. What's our email? My Day Friday Show at Gmail. 
Please, somebody tell me that you watch Life Below Zero. Life Below Zero. Yeah. I'm going to show, it's on Disney Plus, you said. Anthony. Should I, I be downloading it or streaming it or something? Yeah, I told you, you are going to love this show. The only other thing I watched was um, Life According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I, you had me watch one of those episodes. You had a sneaker episode. Not a great episode, though. What? Because he was like, oh, I'm going to find out why we love sneakers so much. And all he did was he went around just and talked like- talked about himself the whole time. Talked to a couple sneaker people, but it didn't really get to the root of- how sneaker culture became a thing. There are way better documentaries on Netflix True. that talk to that. It's more of a Jeff Goldblum documentary with topics. Yeah, it's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum talking about things. Which is fine. Love his him. Jeff, he does He's this a- thing. So he does, and I think him and Elvis are similar in this way, where he'll know exactly what he's talking about, but he doesn't want you to know how smart he is. So he does this thing where he goes, uh, you know, uh, we're going to talk about what are we uh, sneakers. You're going to talk about sneakers. And he does that thing, which Elvis, a lot of times, and I'll call him out for it, I think he doesn't let on to how smart he is. So he'll sometimes play dumb and not know, like, he'll ask a question Same. about something, even though he knows. Same. But Jeff Goldblum, that's his thing. He'll be like, so I'm here with uh, Jeff. He's the uh, Adidas? Adidas? Is it Adidas. He's the founder of Adidas. <laughs> and do they make... Uh, running shoes. <laughs> shoe, run- Running, tennis shoes. Ten, t- what do we call tennis shoes? Running shoes? What do you, sneakers. Okay. Well, thank you for ruining the show for all of us. Why? Well, that's what Jeff Goldblum does. It's going to annoy everybody now. Well, that's what he does. It annoys I'm me. Gonna, so now it's, now it's going to annoy you. I think that because I love Life Below Zero so much, I'm going to start a podcast that's going to get funded by the government and they're going to send me to Alaska and I'm going to get to do a podcast with all of them. Well, Carla Marie, there is someone within this company that we're meaning to talk to. Uh, we've. We kind of pushed back a call with him months ago and haven't rescheduled it. Who can help us with that? Huh? I got hoes and area codes is all I'm saying. You want to make things happen. Life below zero with Carla Marie. I'm going to freeze my ass off, but I'm going to have the best warmest clothes and I'm going to eat caribou and they just like throw it in a pan with onions and it looks good. Your face, the facial expression you're making right now does not make me think that you think that looks good. And then he... Kills little birds. So yes. you're just gonna go slaughter animals in Alaska? It is a little sad because then they, after they shoot the caribou, they go stab it in the neck to make sure it's dead, and then they like start cutting it up there, and they leave part of it you, behind. I think we should send you on a hunting trip, an outfitters thing. Yeah, but I don't want it to be like a cheesy one where like you go into a pen and shoot something. Like no, I want you to go fun. out there. Yeah, I'll go and hunt to Life Below Zero. Oh, where do they live? Alaska. Different spots. There's four different spots on the map. Okay, there's a lot of different spots in Alaska. <laughs> but I think we should send you out there because that's something, and we talked about this a while ago, I think, on our last call podcast. But, like, I want to learn skills that I don't get to learn being a suburban slash city person. You know? like Yeah, I, I want to learn how to farm properly. These people, though, I don't think that they would welcome you. No, but I genuinely want to learn. I want to be able, because when we get the apocalypse or the next civil war or whatever happens, I need to learn... How to eat, not with Uber Eats. Yeah, you know? I mean, it is going to be tough when that does inevitably happen. But, oh, Sue Akins. She is the badass And one. where does she live? She she makes, it shows me how much money she makes per show. That's anyway, speaking of killing animals, Thanksgiving. <laughs> the mass slaughter of turkeys. Turkey genocide, if you will. It's so sad. Well, what are your plans? Because... I know people always get like weirded out when I tell people how many people uh, when I've I tell. Got, I've got 30-something people coming to my house. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Because I have usually 40 to 50 people at Thanksgiving, not at my house there. It's my aunt that hosts everybody. But people are always very surprised by that number of guests. Mm-hmm. And I usually end up, do you have like a big table that everybody sits at? Yeah, we have one long table. And then there's so like. we do buffet style. I Stop saying the word like that. Buffet. Buffet? Phoebe Buffet. No, it's buffet. Buffet? Yeah. Buffet. No! Anthony! It's a breakfast breakfast buffet. Get somebody else in here. It's a breakfast buffet. Hold on. What? I'm getting another human. And to do what? To prove you wrong. No one's out there. See if our our old boss Mark is there. No, no. There's, there's interns out there who are like, God, the girl who used to work here, the old one, she's yelling in the hallway. Act like you've been here before, girl. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they think. They a breakfast think buffet, so a dinner buffet, a Thanksgiving buffet. Continue. Okay, anyway, we do it buffet style. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it now. Um, but I'm also a little concerned. Why? Because Seton Hall is playing in a game oh. tonight, Wednesday, um, where... If they win, they are then automatically in the semifinal of this huge tournament. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I can actually be around my family and enjoy their company while I'm watching the Seton Hall Anthony, game. Anthony, if you watch the Seton Hall game on Thanksgiving where you see, you haven't seen your little cousins in a year. Yeah, but also Seton Hall is never really good at basketball. That's not true. They're, no, they play basketball a lot. They're not at this level. You won tournaments. Not the big ones. You've come close. Not really. Well, we came close once. I was there when you and Steve were hugging each other. Oh, the Big East tournament. That was a big one. All right. You're not doing it. So I might, maybe I'll just excuse myself, go back to my parents' house to watch the Seton Hall game and then go back. No, you're not doing that. Why? Because you're going to regret it one day when half your family's dead. I'm not going to regret. You know what I'm going to regret is having people. Oh, David Brody. No. Oh, God. He'll know. David Brody. Hey, okay. Put on a microphone. Put on on the microphone, David Brody. (laughs) Not you, you. Mike five. Okay, Brody, I'll I'll preface the question while you're in here. This one? David Brody, executive producer, Elvis Duran in the morning show. Okay. Is this microphone on? Uh, say it again. Is this microphone on? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna turn them all on and turn them all. Well, on. It could be this one. It could be this one. This one on. Here Look. we go. Talk now. Hello. Yeah, it's they're gonna feed each other. Okay. All right. When you go to a restaurant that's not a sit-down meal, where you get up and you get the food from. The different style, like you go to each station. What is that called? When I go to each station, okay, sounds like a wedding. <laughs> like like when Chipotle goes to the station, like no, when no, Subway makes station. it. No, 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 like each like Chipotle goes down the line. No, no, okay, no, 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 no. like uh, Golden Corral, a buffet. Thank you. What? Say it again. Buffet. He's saying it weird. You're saying it like Phoebe Buffet on on but, Friends. But not even Buffet. You're saying Buffet. Yeah, that's how I say it. That's how I've always said it. You like it with a little flair at the end? Yeah, yeah. always. Oh, Buffet. Like, voila. Exactly. It's he like there's a bull coming at me and I have to buffet it away. You also say other words weird that I normally make fun of and can't remember right now. Tournament okay. people make fun of me for. Um, by the way, you guys work um, on the West Coast. Yes. And you're in my studio, and I'm supposed to do Walkers and Talkers, my Walking oh, Dead podcast we're, now. We're well, we're done. Do you want to say your, uh, what you're thankful for this Thanksgiving? Um, I'm thankful for getting my studio back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, cool. And I'm thankful for the fact that you're letting me promote my Walkers yeah, and Talkers yeah. Walking Dead podcast. We're going to edit this part out. And my, one more time. What's it called? Uh, Walkers and Talkers. Okay. And my Brooklyn Boys podcast, oh, yeah, yeah. which is uh, always consistently top 30, sometimes top 20 iHeartRadio top 100 podcasts uh, had of the guys. week. We did a crossover Yeah, no, episode. you guys, if you, you guys listen in order, you guys have heard us before. Uh, but yeah, the Walking Dead podcast needs a little juice. So if you're a big fan, the uh, mid-season finale just happened, and I'm going to review it. If uh, you had to kill one of your podcasts, which one would you kill? Uh, 
Wow, it's Sophie's <laughs> choice. Well, you know what? Uh, the Walking Walkers and Talkers is my oldest, mm-hmm. so that's the one that made me a podcaster. Okay. And then the Elvis Duran 15-Minute Morning Show, which oh. I co-host four days a week. Oh, yeah. I have That's a frequency thing, and I do it with a lot of people. But they all have other gigs, right? And yeah. I feel like they'd be fine. Yeah. My Brooklyn Boys one is the most successful. We have the most sponsors. Ooh, and I feel like that's, my, that's the one that's going to go to Harvard. So I feel <laughs> like... I would um, do walkers and talkers. <laughs> I would marry Brooklyn boys, and I would kill the 15 minute okay, morning fair. show. But I love it. But I feel like the people on that show, most of them are co hosts, and they have other gigs. They're going to be all right. They're going to be fine. all right. They're going to be yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. Well, this was good. This was good. I don't even know what we talked about, but Brody, thank you for ending this for us. I could adopt My Day Friday and then oh, kill that one. No. <laughs> oh, no. My Day Friday is in full custody. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. the great grandfather of Elvis Duran Morning Show podcast. Isn't that crazy? Although I did Walkers and Talkers three episodes about five years, bef- three years before you guys. What? But with Lauren, who's now in Boston with yeah. TJ. But then it kind of faded out, and then Lauren quit to go to Boston. <laughs> so my podcast died temporarily. So technically, so that, is the, that is the, oh, I killed the Walking Dead <laughs> oh, podcast. See, I had to put a knife in its brain. And now it's back to life. Now it's like back a good like a good zombie. Whoa. All right. State Brody, Farm is there. Thank you for coming in here and correcting me, even though I didn't want you to do that. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, give me five minutes. I'll correct I, you on I, some more things. Yeah. Um, thank you for hanging out with us. It is the My Day Friday podcast. You can email us, My Day Friday Show at Gmail. And we are actually going to have a Friday episode this week. This is Wednesday. Oh, we are? Yeah, we talked about this. Remember you said we're going to do both? Oh, yeah, when we get back to Seattle yeah. after Thanksgiving. Oh, and check out walkers underscore talkers <laughs> and at the Brooklyn Boys and at David Brody. Thanks. Do that. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You could have done anything else in the world with your phone or your computer. Could have watched porn, but you're here. Thank you. <laughs> because I don't want to be stuck wearing my old outdated glasses. Because I want to wake up and just be able to see. Because enough is enough. At the Eye Center, we've heard it all. All the reasons why it's time for LASIK. Over the past 30 years, the Eye Center has helped tens of thousands of people realize the freedom LASIK provides. Now is the time for LASIK with 20% off for a limited time with one of Northern Virginia's leading surgeons. Plus, get an additional $800 off when you schedule within 30 days. Register for your savings and schedule your free consultation now at theeyecenter.com. Some restrictions apply.